Welcome to the PatchStack Weekly Security Update. This is the first PatchStack update for 2022. Happy New Year's and let's get on to the security news. This week I will give a quick roundup detailing the number of vulnerabilities added to PatchStack last month and I will give an update on the backlog of unpatched vulnerabilities we are still working on addressing. I will also cover the topic of security secrets as it pertains to authentication and how you can understand some granular points about what makes something secret and how to secure your login pages with more than just a password. Without further ado, on to the vulnerability news. But first, a quick correction I need to start with. Last week, I recommended users of the shortcode add-ons plugin update to 302. I misspoke and meant to recommend 320, which is the most recent release of the plugin. In the future, I will simply recommend updating to the most recent release instead of a specific version number to help avoid this sort of confusion. On to the December vulnerability roundup. In the last month, the PatchStack database added over 100 new reports of vulnerable components in WordPress. These reports included 71 reports from the PatchStack red team itself. Kudos to these researchers who are looking for the insecure code, and kudos to the team who review these reports and reach out to the developers who eventually push a patch and secure the sites running their code. It is only when we all work together that sites are protected from attackers. On the topic of reaching out to developers, we are still stuck with a backlog of vulnerabilities in dozens of WordPress components from last month. This backlog is due to non-communication from the developers, and we are at the point where we must escalate and inform the public. We have even informed the developers that we will be disclosing the vulnerabilities, to which we have received no response, simply dead silence. We are currently communicating the issue through side channels privately to help ensure the most sites are protected before the public release. Some details, such as the name of the vulnerable components and risk that these unpatched vulnerabilities bring, will be public soon. If your organization would benefit from knowing more about these vulnerabilities before they go public, and you would like to support the PatchStack cause of securing open source web applications, then please reach out. I would love to chat. The decision to disclose before a patch is available is not an easy one. But we have site owners in mind, and believe being transparent and honest is key. Code will always have bugs, and some of those bugs will be security issues. What matters here is how the bugs are being addressed. Site owners need to know that they are running insecure components. And more importantly, site owners should know that the developer they trusted is ignoring reports of security issues that affect their websites. If you are paying for the PatchStack app, you will get these vulnerabilities virtually patched. Your sites will be safe. If you are hosting your sites at one of our partner hosting providers, you can also feel safe knowing that your hosting provider is getting details to protect their customers before these details are going public. On to the weekly knowledge share. This week, I'll be speaking about secrets and authentication. When it comes to authentication, Everyone is familiar with the traditional username and password combination. I will assume you have set up an account with a website before, or used a PIN or password to log into a computer, mobile device, perhaps the one you're on right now. Likely, you are securing that device or account 
with just this secret phrase, password, or PIN. This is security through a single secret or single factor of authentication. While it works for most cases, it does have its flaws. Secrets like pins and passwords can be guessed, brute forced, or leaked. This is why many security conscious services support two-factor authentication, or 2FA. You may be familiar with 2FA already, if you have ever looked up a six-digit pin that changes every 30 seconds via an app on your phone, well, that is a popular form of two-factor authentication called a time-based token. But it is not the only way. To understand the other factors of authentication better, we should redefine what that first factor is. Secrets like passwords can also be understood as knowledge an individual has. The weakness of secret knowledge is if that knowledge is made public or easily guessed, then it is not a secret anymore, therefore making it no longer secure. Making it so you will want to update that password to something new so it is a secret once again. If you prefer an analogy, you can think of the traditional passwords kind of like a combination lock, something like what you may have on your suitcase. Most of us don't rely on combination locks to secure high-value items, though like our front doors or access to our vehicles. We instead use something physical, like a key, which offers more protection than a pin or padlock. That is because keys cannot be easily leaked or guessed. But my apologies, as this is where the analogy falls short, at least for anyone familiar with locksmithing or locksport. But I digress. The point here is that even on the internet, we can utilize physical things, or I should say, access to physical things to offer additional factors of authentication and better protection than just a pin or passphrase. What are some secondary factors? If passwords are something only the user should know, then the second factor could be a lot of things. It could be a physical location represented by an IP address. It could be a temporary token either displayed on a personal device or sent to a secondary account or email address. It could even be a window of time restricting access to a login form. The free patch stack plugin available on the WordPress plugin repository supports many options of additional factors of authentication. In fact, you don't need to stop at just two factors. You could add three or four factors if you wish to really lock down your login page. Let me share with you what those factors can be and what the pros and cons are for each. A secret URL. Starting with a low-effort, simple option, you can protect your site's login page by obscuring the login form's location. This option is good for protecting websites from the waves of brute force bots that hammer websites every second, looking for default login pages and stuffing them with credentials. But this is essentially a second secret. Much like a password or PIN, it is something that is known and which could eventually get leaked, guessed, or shared with the wrong person. It is a great option for site owners with non-technical users, but not the best option if security is critical. Restricting login hours. Another option for sites with non-technical users is restricting the login hours. If you only work on a website during your working day, or inversely, if you only update your website during the evenings or weekends, 
then blocking anyone from accessing the login page during off hours is a nice feature. There would be no surprises to wake up to in the morning to find out someone had logged in at 3am and defaced a whole website. However, this restriction would still allow brute force attacks during your approved time window. So this option works best when you enable it with other factors, and not very well as a sole additional factor of authentication. Time-based tokens. Time-based tokens are a widely adopted second factor authentication method. These are those six digit pins generated new every 30 seconds or so, typically accessed via another mobile device. It is one of the best options for a secondary factor of authentication and it is used in a lot of high security websites. The caveat is, it requires a more technically savvy user to set up and manage. If their mobile device ever gets lost, replaced, or breaks, it also requires nullification of the old token and setting up two-factor authentication all over again. But perhaps that is the level of security you want. If you perform any sort of commerce or handle sensitive data on your website, it is probably the level of security you need. IP address restriction. Finally, using the PatchStack plugin, you can also restrict access to your site's login page based on the IP address as well, which is a fair solution for non-technical users, but somewhat difficult to manage for the site administrator themselves. What makes this difficult to manage is the fact that IP addresses can, and regularly do, change. You may find yourself locked out of the website unexpectedly, and it will take a lot of effort to add your new IP address or new range of IP addresses to the approved list. The catch being, you will be unable to log into the WordPress administration panel to add your IP addresses. This option may be good for situations where you can guarantee a static IP address or a safe range of IP addresses, but does require a lot more technical knowledge to manage and maintain than the other options. I think this is enough talk about the many factors of authentication. I could share more on the subject like biometrics, centralized authentication, VPNs, or beyond corp portals, but they're not available in the patch stack plugin and I'm out of time. Let us move on to the thanks and appreciation section for this week. And I'll start with you. Thank you for listening to that long rant all about the many factors of authentication. This week's thanks goes out to all of the developers who patched security bugs in their code last month. And thanks is deserved to the PatchStack Red Team members who found and reported those bugs. Finally, a thank you to everyone putting in effort to make the web a more secure place last year. You made an impact in 2021, and I look forward to seeing the impact you make in 2022. I will be back next week with more security tips, tricks, opinions, and news on the PatchStack Weekly Security Update.